Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, would you please welcome your hosts for the next episode of the City Sausage Podcast. It's Mike, Squeaky McLean, and Nige, Wingman Lucas. Cheers, Ernie. Nice one, Ernie, mate. Welcome to the City Sausage Podcast. This is what's coming up on today's show. We're going to be chatting to former City Academy manager, Jim Cassell. As well as that, we've got an exclusive noise. No other podcast has got this interview. No other podcast will ever get this interview. Go on. It's none other than Mike Antney, who was the original Moonchester. The original Moonchester is going to be on this show. Very exciting. Also, we're going to be talking to Big Lou, getting some facts ahead of the Crystal Palace game. As well as that, former England goalkeeper and City goalkeeper Joe Hart is on the show. We'll get Brian Kidd on as well. Brian's always on the show. And work experience Steve is out on the streets no, getting back. No, no, no. He's, he's not on today's show. Why? He doesn't want me to mention it on air, but... I'll write it down. Look, this is why I can't come on. Exactly. But it will be on the next one. But first, Nige, press that button. No, the other one, the sad button one. Okay. We've had an email. Dear Mike and Nige, I just wanted to say out of all the podcasts, yours is the best. Oh, brown always again, creep. I recently asked my brother Jack to get me and my family tickets for the next City game. But he's so lazy. In fact, he's very lazy. If it wasn't for me, he wouldn't have kids. <laughs> Is there any chance you can get me and my friends a couple of tickets for the next home game? One for me, one for my brother, my brother's partner Ian, his dad Paul, my next door neighbour Alan, Jeff and Steve, Auntie Claire and her boyfriend Mad Ryan and Mad Ryan's son Lance, oh and his best mate Phil and, and Phil's sister Claire. Nah. Email us, contact at citysausage.com. So the season so far is we're now eight points behind Liverpool. And if you think about it, every Liverpool fan thinks they've won the league already. Exactly. But as we know, that's not the case. We've still got to play them home and away. There's six points. And then if Liverpool drop a couple of points... <laughs> that's six points. Is, listen, we can beat Liverpool at Liverpool. We can. And then we'll beat them at our place. That's six points. They drop a couple of points to draw here and there. And then the thing that's annoying me is, I've got to say, I can't understand why Mane isn't on this season's Strictly Come Dancing because that man can fall over. I mean, you just look at him and he falls over. I, it really, I sit there and I get annoyed. Who's watching VAR? So, honestly, it's ridiculous. Some of the decisions that they're getting that we're not getting at the minute, it's it, it, you, you, it's, you just cringe. Yeah, I mean, I just watched that and I, I read it on Twitter, right, about Mane. And I'd, I thought, right, I'll watch it like I always do. And then I watched Match of the Day, and Alan Shearer was bang on the money. Mm. Absolutely. He just say, you know, I think if you're going to win a game and you're a professional sportsman, win by winning the game. Don't win by cheating. Yeah. Scandalous. Mate, it's, it's horrible. But you're right, um, major losses for us. The injuries is, uh, have hit us hard. This is it. I mean, the the, the Wolves game was, was just highlighted that we are missing some key players in key areas. For me, the international break couldn't have come at a better time. Gives us chance to hopefully get KDB back, get John Stones back, and already that squad looks stronger. Great. I didn't even want to mention the Wolves. You melt. So, Nigel, we've got another guest on the show. Right, Okay. Uh, if I said the name Mike Anthony to you, what would that conjure up? I'm trying to think if I know a Mike Anthony. The gentleman that's on the line now, and no other podcast will have this interview, let me tell you now. Or has ever had him before. Or will ever have him. Right. Because he's contracted to us. 
it's Mike Anthony was the original first ever Moonchester, and he's on the line now. <laughs> Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Okay. You're all right. This is just a great yeah. honour. Oh, to it have really you on. is. It's amazing, mate. So, when we're going back to when were you Moonchester? Oh, I wasn't the original. There's a few of us. It was quite an intense job, to right. be honest. I can there imagine. There was a few of us, but I did um, with another lad called Dave. I did the last season at Main Road and the first season at the Exodus. Good days. So, how did you how did you get the job, Mike? I mean, what what did you have an agent and what, what had you done any other uh, characters before, like Buzz Lightyear or anything like that? Yeah, any TV oh, work. The, the, to be honest, the truth. I did a radio show on, on a radio station called Galaxy. And I was talking about City all the time. So I got a call off Liz from Junior Blues. Liz Douglas. The yes, the wonderful Liz. Yeah. Um, and she said, come and do some stuff at the Junior Blues for us then. What and was, that was it. That was br- What was it like when you, you first get that, you you put yourself in that outfit? Yeah, when you first put that you know head what? on and you become Moonchester. Talk us it's through scary. that. It's scary. Let me explain the, the costume. Injured head, it weighs a ton. It had these little fans inside it that didn't really work. So you were sweating. You had stupid big boots on that were like huge not like fred the red he had real boots we had real like flip-on things that were huge right. it, it was it was quite nerve-wracking guys you know, you're going out there like thirty thousand people forty thousand people at a time was that and, one of your yeah. biggest what was your biggest crowd that you were in front of well all the home games were sellout weren't they so you know probably the derby oh I. what was that like waking up knowing that it's derby day you're waking up it was good it was good. It was like the it closest thing you get to being a player. Yeah. I've always thought I'd be a player one day. Wearing an outfit. The kid. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I mean, can you remember some of the players you actually high five during yeah. your moon chest Talk, talk oh, to us through that. I remember, I remember um, Rattle the names off. Keegan, I went oh. to the handshake, but I pulled it away and did the old, you know, Raspberry kind of thing. Oh, 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 <laughs> who else did that? Rattle names Gola. out, come on. Sean Goat one Legend. day when we was at, um he was doing like um the pre kind of training, shot the ball and he took my head off behind the nets. That, that hurt. Uh, so I met Stuart Purse once uh at the Hawthorns West Brom game and this is the truth. I was right, I was like walking around the underground the ground, because that's where they shoved us to get changed. And I could hear this guy going, ooh, ooh, ooh. I thought, what the hell is that? So I went down the corridor, Stuart Pierce white Y fronts everything else no top and he's kind of like psyching himself up in the corner and I thought if he sees me he's going to punch me so I had to get out of there quick but yeah he was psyching <laughs> nuggets of gold in you're giving here mate in his undies <laughs> white, honestly I swear to god there was white Y fronts he had on brilliant he won't he wasn't punching the wall, but he was psyching himself up. I'd be like, oh, my God, he's going to kill me if he sees me. How, yeah. did, how, did, the, how did, did it change your life? I mean, the, the, you must have been invited to a lot of celebrity do stuff like that. No. See, Manchester didn't <laughs> like that. This is where, they go, this is where, this is where the club is going. You know, yeah. It's time to put a few troops on the table. This Fred is, the Red yeah. is getting treated so much better at United. Really? What, you like, I mean, what did, did, what? how did that make you feel? Gutted. We had a uh, we, we had um, a mascots fun day once. It was like a race. Mm. No way I was letting him beat me. And oh, I, I love before, that. He had. It was live on BBC Radio Manchester. This and he had. Uh, he's got he's got real football boots on Fred the Red. What kind of mascot has real football boots on? Yeah. And he, 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 
big fluffy things. You next time you're at City, look at Manchester or Moonbeam Speed. You'll see what I mean. Did yeah. he, did Fred the Red win or anything? No, because like I tripped him up. Oh, lovely. Get so, in there. Blue oh, Army. <laughs> so listen, you, you, your moon chest, you're in. when did it all go? Because I was it the scandal in the newspaper? You must have had women throwing themselves at you. Yeah, you must yeah. have been in News of the World, stuff like that. Any like, you know, glamour models coming out saying, I've, I've been to the Slept moon and back. The moon back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the truth. Yeah. yeah. No. I just joined the police and I, I, oh. I had to uh, give my head back. <laughs> that must have been that must have been a really sad moment for you, Mike. Did you did you ever can I ask you a question? Did no, you ever no, Mike, did you ever did you ever take that home and do private parties on the side? Did you ever take the outfit home and do private parties on the side? Only only private parties with myself. So what what you see Moonchester now, I mean what do you think of the present Moonchester? It's not the same, is it, boys? Come on, let's be honest. Because you were the original. I remember watching you in the stands thinking, that guy, yeah. whoever's in there has got, he's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he's going, you he's knew going, the moves. Uh, yeah, you were going, for me, well, I could see you as black. Florida. You're going Florida. You, yeah, Disneyland. Yeah. Disneyland. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you remember at Main Road, we used to have the penalty shootouts? Yeah, yeah. With Moonchester. See, we wouldn't let the, we, we saved everything. We didn't let anyone win. Don't, don't matter how young they are. Good lad. These new ones, they're too soft. Yeah, they let them all score, don't they? And when you yeah. see them see, now doing the high, the, doing the, the the moves and that, are they doing the right moves? Are they just making? Not they, really. No, they're no. not. Are they? I didn't no, think so. They're not, they're not. They're not getting that kind of body pop going, like, you know, like they and should do. Who but, taught you, Mike? Who uh, did you have a like a, a Jedi training he, he, camp? Or? He was called Dave. Right. Right. Dave. Dave Scully. Big Dave. Dave Scully. No, Dave. Scully. He used to work at. Um, Line <laughs> Productions in, in Liverpool, right, Dave. Dude. Brilliant. And listen, yeah, good old Dave. Listen, I, I mean, you must have hit some <laughs> great places. I mean, Manchester today, they're getting flown to Hong Kong. They're going over to yeah, America. Yeah, America, like pre season tour. They get to go all you around was, the world. Where did you get to? Yeah, where did you get to? Again, again, they're not really experiencing the, the full ethos of being a mascot. I mean, when you do it West Brom away, yeah, right? that's when you know you've made it. Was it a midweek or was it a Saturday? <laughs> It was a Saturday. I think yeah, you made it. Well, boys. You, it was depressing. <laughs> was it? Absolutely depressing. And that was the, I think that was one of the first games that we introduced Morgan on the away. Right. Uh, and on away travels. And uh, you can imagine what they were singing when she came out. Because she'd take it somewhere, I think. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was there any love in, was there any love in just there? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever go with that? No, not at all. No, no scandal. No, no private scandals in hotels, anything like that? Yeah, I believe you were quite bitter when you found out that uh, Fred the Red was actually taking away Joe. Yeah. Do you want £75, I heard? What, Fred, I got nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing at, at all. all. I even took that back to the club and they just shooed me out of the office. I said to Liz, I said, Liz, Fred the Red's getting 75 quid. Come on. I'm going <laughs> to pay myself. I'm sure I had to buy my own ticket as well to the two games. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what, Mike? If, if you hadn't have done it, the love and, and the happiness that yeah. you brought to those 34,000 people exactly. week in, week out, we, we can only applaud you. And before we go, uh, what's what would be your favourite sausage? Cumberland. Ooh, good choice. Good choice, Mike. Same as Kevin Orlock. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mike Anthony. Hey, he's, he's the man. Yeah. Did you get to meet him? 
Uh, I would have done, but there's that many. I can't remember them all, boys. Friends, <laughs> friends to the footballers. Uh, Mike and the original Manchester. Thank you for coming on. Uh, hey, can, sausage. were you ever out in town in a trendy bar and saw one of the footballers and went over to him and said, "I'm I'm Manchester. <laughs> I'm Manchester." Do you know what? I think I did once. No! I think I did once. Did you? Was down, it, uh, what was he called? Andy Morrison. Andy Morrison! No. There was, there was, I'm sure there was having a Christmas party and we was down by Deansgate Locks. Right. So I went up and he just laughed me off, to be honest. You <laughs> <laughs> were taking me serious. Brilliant! <laughs> oh, Mike, thanks for coming on uh, City Sausage. Uh, brilliant guest. Brilliant, brilliant. The anecdotes you must have, some of the stories mm. that you must have. We must, we'll get you back on again. Yeah. We'll get Do you an X-rated, X-rated we'll, version. We'll get you on to plug the book when yeah. it's out, mate. My life as Moonchester, uh, Mike Antney. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Top man. Take care, guys. Cheers, pal. Bye. All the best. Bye. Bye. Right, it's a big game coming up soon. Manchester City versus Crystal Palace. And there's a man who knows everything there is to know about those games. It's none other than Big Lou, the man with the facts. Big Lou, are you there, Big Lou? Oh, yeah. I am, mate. How are you doing? All right? Good, 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 good. How are you, Lou? I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. I'm just uh, I'm just ticking along nicely. Welcome to City Sausage. My pleasure, mate. Right, Lou, what have you got for us? What interesting Obviously, facts have you got? Neutral, uh, well, as a neutral, mate, as you know, I'm a neutral. I've, I've had looks into it. Head to heads, right? They've played each other 61 times over the years. Mm-hmm. City coming out on top, obviously. 31-32. They've drawn 13 and they've lost 16. Right, Ooh, okay. Interesting. Good facts. Yeah, very very good facts. facts so. And if you're superstitious, right, the last time City lost to Palace, which was last season, City won the league. So... Whatever. Yeah, there you go. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we get beat right. again and, <laughs> yeah, and then win the league. league. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we can't afford another loss now. Don't don't say that, Big what Lou. What else, Big Lou? Palace is pretty much a new club compared to City. They only ever played them. The first time they ever played them was 1921. Uh, it was an FA Cup match, which Palace won 2 0. Another Palace win. What am I doing? Who scored? Yeah, City, Who scored that day? Oh, you know what? In 1921, it was. Uh, Archie. Archie. Archie Archibald was his name. Right. On both. One was a penalty. Archie Archibald. Oh, he's oh, on fire with it. We yeah. tried to catch you out there, yeah, but he you, is, he's, yeah. he's on fire. Yeah, he's he's done. Done. Well done, pal. Any well, celebrity City, fans? City have, beat, City have beat Palace 5-0 twice in the last few years. In fact, in 2012, they beat him in May and September 5-0. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. them days, you know what I mean? Any yeah. celebrity fans? Uh, they've got quite a few celebrity fans, but the main one, right, the main uh, Crystal Palace fan that everyone knows is the mod father, Paul Weller. Really? Palace fan? Yeah. Paul Weller is a Palace fan. And this, listen to this, right? I did some digging. And rumour has it, right, the mod father, he's the reason for the animosity between Noel and Liam Gallagher. He's what? the reason why Oasis will never get back together again. Why is that? Because apparently Paul Weller has been seeing Peggy Gallagher. Don't quote me on this, right? Don't quote me, but I've heard that Peggy Gallagher and Weller are an item. Really? Now Liam's Liam's fuming. Liam's fuming, but Noel's buzzing because Noel loves Weller. Noel's got him down the stepdad, and he's up for it. But <laughs> Liam's not having none of it. See? Not having any of it, honestly. If there's a man that can dig facts and dirt, it's none other than Big Lou. Love me next. Remember, don't don't quote me on it. I won't. Right, okay, uh, Lou. As always, massive thanks for bringing out some great facts there. Thank you. No problem, fellas. Have a good week. Don't quote me. If you're a regular to the City Sausage podcast, you know the one player, one former player that we always ring is Nigel's hero. Brian Kidd, absolutely love it. Let's give him a ring. Give him the ring. There we go. It's dialing. 
Hello. Hi, it's Mike and Nice from the City Sausage Podcast. Um, oh, hello. <laughs> hello, Mrs. Kid. Uh, just wondering, would it be possible to speak to Brian? Brian? Yeah. Hang on, I'll give him a shout. Brian? 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 Who is it? Hey, it's again. Tell him I put a note on the table, read that to him. Do what? A note? What does it say? Let's get my readers. Get my readers! Dear Mike and Nigel, stop <laughs> ringing or I'll ring the police. All the best. Sit it till I die. Brian, assistant to Pep. Do you mind if we ring in next? Bye bye. <laughs> no, a lot. We'll try again another time. Hey, Nigel, is that the door? I think it is. Hello? Hello? Who, who's that? Who's that? It's Jim Cass. Oh, it's Cass, isn't it? Welcome to the flat. Straight up the stairs, Jim. What a place this is. I thought what you'd like place. it. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very, Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Uh, very much you two, actually. Homely, you know. isn't it? Homely. Yeah, yeah. Orange boxes and everything. It's perfect. Yeah, just as I imagined. Do you I want thought to... you'd have furniture, but it's, it's, it's different. <laughs> Do you want some potato ash, Jim? We've got a pan <laughs> yeah. there on the side if you, if you want I us to... I love it. All right, okay, no, yeah, right, okay. No, no, we'll sort some out. We'll sort some out. Uh, Jim, thank you for coming in and, and popping by. We know you're a busy man. Uh, Jim, let's start right at the beginning. Manchester City. How long was you actually there for, Jim? 16 years. 16 years. fabulous years, I have to say, as well. Um, loved every minute of it. Um, could not have had a, a job handwritten better for my uh, abilities, my temperament, whatever you want to say. Um, skills in football, I don't know. But I loved every minute of it. It certainly was not a chore working at Man City. So when you came to City, and I've just, because Nigel and I was just talking before, Mika Richards, Joey Barton, Stephen Ireland, Vladimir Weiss, Ben Mee, Michael Johnson, Kieran Trippier. These are all players that you brought through. They all came through our system, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I, I would say our system because, you know, you know yourself, in any organisation, yeah, if it went wrong, I'd have got the chop. But yeah. the reason it didn't go wrong was because we had some great staff who really cared and, um, you know, wanted, wanted to put Man City back on the map again at youth level because, you know, they were great in the 80s, City. They won the Youth Cup in the 80s and for some reason it fell into a little bit of a mess and my job was to try and bring it back up again and, uh, you know, great credit to the staff um, uh, that were working with us because, as you know, we hit a pretty low point in our history, didn't we, when uh, when I arrived there in 98, you know, going down into the third division. So it was... It was a, a great time because we were actually very creative because we didn't have any money. You know, mm. we, we had wage freezes and all sorts in those days. Um, you know, we didn't have full-time staff. We doubled up on things. We ourselves used a girls' school um, to, uh, Wally Range Girls' School, to play our games. The staff would turn up before the kids on a Sunday morning to put the goals out, roll the pitches up. We never thought that was a chore. We thought it was a strength. You know, it was a, it was a great uh, camaraderie building with the staff, the parents, the players and everything. Fantastic. Yeah, couldn't be any more different now with the CFA and, 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 and all the facilities that the kids have got now. 
Well, I think that's great as well. I, I you know, I mean, um, I wish I was still um, had some input into it, you know. But you have your time, and yeah. um, you know, I'm not. I hope I'm not one of these old-fashioned people that says oh, it was better in our day. Quite the opposite. I want the next generation to be better than us because otherwise we'd still be having a bath in the back garden, wouldn't we? If we had the <laughs> progress, you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I, I think it's great what's going on. Yeah. And as a Man City fan which we all are now, right? Let's be fair. We, yeah. you, you, you stick with your club and um, anybody that doesn't appreciate and enjoy what Pep Guardiola is doing with the team does not like football. So, you know, we're all, we're all enjoying the benefits of probably, you know, the people that work the socks off when we had no money to get the platform, the scaffolding in place, as I call it, for the, for the um, you know, for the, for the new uh, generation of owners to take over, They've got a great business plan and, you know, everybody now is seeing the benefits of people working together and uh, it's almost like, you know, you can imagine people must have said this after the war, you know, we had nothing, we were bombed down and all of a sudden, you know, we've got houses with toilets inside and all that, you know, so that's the type of analogy that you can use. City is fabulous now, so let's enjoy it as it is. If you were now the academy manager at City... Right, and you were still yeah. there, and you had Foden, and he knocked on your door and said, "Jim, I want a little chat. What do I do? What would you suggest?" <laughs> well, actually, he, he probably won't be chatting with me because I would refer him straight back to to the manager because he's in his hands now. But right. let's put it in a hypothetical situation. Yeah. Personally, I would just say to him, "Where do you want to play? Do you want to be a Manchester City player?" And if he says yes, then the answer is very simple you actually get in that first-team squad and you become better than the first-teamers. That's what he's capable of doing. If you say, well, I want a career in football and I'm not sure it's at Man City, then go and look elsewhere because what you're looking for, the best at anything, have terrific passion. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, and, and I, for one, would like to see clubs having more, you know, I mean, Ryan Giggs across the road there is probably the last of, of a... Of a type of player that's going to spend his career at one club but I think there's no reason why they shouldn't spend their careers at one club Philip Foden will be a cult hero if he matures uh, to the level that we think he's all capable of and what better place can you be learning your trade with some of the best players in the world yes your opportunities will be slightly less but you've got to say we've probably got the best manager in the world who has worked with players that have come through a system uh, previously when he was, he was youth uh, involved with the youth at Barcelona. So he's seen Iniesta, Xavi, Xavi um, you know, Messi and all these guys um, develop. He certainly knows what he's doing and I think he's handled the Philip Foden situation very well, yeah. even though he keeps getting pressure from the press. Um, and Philip, when he goes in, he, you know, he's not let the team down ever. He's going to get his chance. David Silva's coming to the end of his uh, playing time at Man City. It's up to Philip now to say, look, I'm going to be the next David Silva and uh, I'm going to dominate for 10 years as, as David Silva has. That's you, the advice I would give him. Some people yeah. have said that if Phil was to go on loan and another manager was to look after him for a, a season or two seasons yeah. uh, and he'd be playing with players that aren't as good as the players that he's playing with now at City... Do you, you know, is there a danger that you're gonna you're gonna fall fall back? Is there a danger that you're gonna potentially pick up some bad habits? I mean, is that a thing, or or, or, or is just well, playing I think football? That's a great, gonna, he's experienced no, that's more. A great point. Right. That's a fabulous point because if you look at it, um, you know, we're all experts when we sit in the stand, and we all get better with age, right? But Pep Guardiola wants his players to play in a 
specific style of play. Mm -hmm. And make no mistake, he really, really must rate Philip Foden to keep him around the first-team squad. And he uses him, he gives him little cameo roles. And what Philip is doing is actually, if you like, the very thing that I'm thinking about here, brain-based learning, he's doing it from the side because he's watching where the players keep adjusting. If you look, we have great shape all the time. I know we got caught on a couple of occasions on, on Sunday, but that was a, a one-off. Mm -hmm. He will be learning the role. His, his technical ability is okay now. What uh, what I suspect, and I don't know, I never had the pleasure of meeting Pep Guardiola, but he will be now gro grooming him to be able to fill in and understand the role of what particular uh, position he plays in and what is expected of that position so in terms of response. It. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, hey, he's a good footballer and he can drop a shoulder and go past somebody. He's learning the overall role. He is technically a very, very good individual player and all the time he's developing now as a team player. And, you know, I, I love to watch other sports to get the same analogies. You know, golf, I had the pleasure of meeting the great Seve Ballesteros once and I realised right away when he was uh, at the tournament he was interested in young players and if you look at him he was not only a great individual player when he played for Europe in the Ryder Cup he was a great team player and that is what Guardiola I think is working towards with all his players he wants them to be great individuals but great as a team as well and I you know let's say I was Philip Foden's dad I would say look trust the guy he is Stay he there. is yeah. he is the top of the tree because yeah. I did an interview for a show yeah. the other week and I, for me I said he's still on his apprenticeship and yeah. he's still learning and, and in, yeah. in a year's time and why would City waste a lot of money next year when they've got a ready-made Absolutely he's, you know I mean he is a terrific asset to have you know and the great thing is as well he's come from you know a few miles up the road you know we all know how difficult it is to, to develop players and you know particularly now I think it's exceptionally difficult because you know, the managers, um, they lose four games under on their own and all of a sudden there's tremendous pressure. So, mm. you know, they were, they're not stupid. They would love to, to give the fans sometimes um, a homegrown talent. Yeah. But they need to make sure they're going to get the three points before they do that. Was Sanchez right to leave then? Was he right to go to Germany and play regular football? or would he... Well, he came to Manchester City from Watford, didn't he? So... Um, He's clearly wanted, he felt moving was the way to develop his career. And I wouldn't say that's wrong. Mm -hmm. I think Philip Foden thinks the way to develop his career is to stay. So yeah. there is no, there is no, you know, life isn't a straight line, is it? And you go different ways. You know, uh, I mean, people uh, sort of refer to young Kieran Trippier now, who's not young anymore, he's 27. But uh, Trippier at the time when um, he moved on to Burnley, he had Pablo Zabletta in front of him, who was probably the best right back in the country for two years, yeah. and Micah Richards. So had he stayed, he might have stagnated a bit. He went to Burnley, he developed, and you know he's gone to Tottenham. I really admire him for going to Atletico Madrid. I mean, he wants to further his education in football, and if he copes with playing under Simeone at Atletico Madrid, what an improvement! You know yeah. what an asset he's going to yeah, be because he will demand he will demand tougher defending from Kieran, and uh, you know what a career he's had. So yeah. you know Man City haven't failed there. All you know, I would love to have him at the club because I think you know it would be. Fantastic. Fantastic. But again, he had to go. That's the way the game is actually going. Sometimes you're going to have to have players move on to maintain their um, momentum within the career. So is it, I'd, I'd never look at pointing fingers. I always look for what's the reason, try and find a solution for it. If City don't win the league and David Silver leaves at the end of this season, and David Silver has been an outstanding player. 
City, the pressure will be on for City to win the league again the following year. Mm-hmm. Does that then put pressure on Foden's chances of replacing David Silva if we don't win the league? They're, they're, will they not then get the big cash out and go and buy the megastar to replace him? But can, yeah, you know, you know, you know, can he fill Silva's boots? Well, that, that's the, that's what I was just going to say. The, the, the challenge is there for Philip Foden. He knows what's going to happen. And I'll tell you what, people in the club, the coaching staff will know what's going to happen. And, you know, I've used the phrase a couple of times, they're not stupid. They're, these are top boys in the game. Yeah. And they will, be, they will be wanting all the work they put into Philip Foden in A, becoming the individual player, and secondly, in becoming the team player. And I believe the second part of that is so important. Mm-hmm. Unless you can play, I mean, I, we used to, uh, at the academy, and I never, ever told a kid to pass the ball or to re- dribble. I used to tell him, play with the others. Because yeah. if you can select when it's right to run with the ball, when it's right to pass the ball, you're playing with the others. And then right. the other thing that it was great, you know, I'm a great believer on working on distances between players, which which if you look at City's first team now, you know, they, they are so close. They're always picking up second balls and they say, oh, that's a lucky bounce. It isn't a lucky bounce. It's the, it's the system that Pep wants the players to get into. And you can see he's so intense on, on the side because mm-hmm. he knows when this breaks down, when somebody just turns off for a second. So that's the demands that he as a coach, a manager, puts on his players. That's, and, that's and why, that's why he's so the, intense on his selection process. This, this is why I see him being the perfect replacement because he's staying there. He's spending that time. Like you said, yeah. he's, he's now watching, he's learning. He, he's, a t- he's part of that team already. It's just, he's, he's the perfect replacement. It's got yeah. to be Phil Foden. Yeah. yeah, without any doubt, in my opinion. He's got to be given the chance. Now, you know, I don't know where the next... Uh, I, I think, you know, and I, I made a statement ages ago... Uh, because I'm biased, right? I'm biased to our own. I'm biased to Man City, which is fine. No issues with that. But I think the City fans and the England fans haven't got him in the England team yet. We've had him in the under-21s. He scores goals in the under-21s. Nobody has seen the best of Philip Foden yet because we were privileged to have him as a young kid coming through our system. How know? old was um, he when he first came? Oh, he, he came through our junior academy. I know. I can tell you everything. I tell you. The, remember the school? Uh, Did you bring him he, through, Jim? No, no, no. He came through our system and I was the boss of the academy. Terry John was the guy that brought him in. Mm-hmm. And that was Terry's remit, was to run our junior academy. So in those days, clubs, uh, players could go to Man United, Liverpool, Everton, Man City, mm-hmm. until they were nine years of age. At nine, they had to make a choice who they signed for. Right. Thank goodness Philip decided that we were the best for him yeah. and he, he signed for us. And honestly, as a nine-year-old playing in our academy games, he literally was, you know, it's a, it's a cliche I don't want to uh, label him with, but he literally was Lionel Messi. Yeah. And he was skipping past people. Now, you know, Philip is changing his shape. He's getting stronger. You know, we've seen it with many players, um, how they've adjusted to playing in the premiership. He is, he, you've not seen the best of him surging past people. Uh, I mean, he, if he can reproduce, and this sounds stupid, if he can reproduce what he was doing at nine in a game, yeah. uh, and to, you know, at first team level, gosh, I'm telling you, he is some player. That so that's what I'm waiting him? for. Is that benign? No, not at all. No, it's just natural growth. I mean, right. he's leggier now, and uh, you know, basically 19 years of age. So he, you know, where's his peak going to come? If if he's still in, he's going to be like, uh, you know, if you look at a good example, Kevin De Bruyne mm-hmm. didn't quite do what he's doing for us at Chelsea. Now, you know, De Bruyne has never lost that. He's always a great striker of a ball, but he's matured and, 
you know, he fits the system. And that's why I'm coming back to great credit to, to Pep because he was with a top manager at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And look at the player, the difference in the player. Now he's matured. So and what is he, 24, something like that. Yeah. We've got, what's Philip Foden going to look like in five years' time? It's if scary, he stays with it? us. Oh, it's a big smile I mean, on Nigel's face it, when you say that. Absolutely. Well, well, uh, well uh, you know, I love, um, I love us to do well at national level as well. And I can't wait for him to get called into the squad and take the shackles off him, let him play. Don't be, you know, we were a bit critical of our creative players sometimes. You know, mm. we 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 have a history of doing that. I think that I think it's changing because, you know, loads of great work has been going on in England for the last twenty years. And um, I was chatting to a pal of mine the other day who was an academy manager, and I said, you know, we're halfway up the mountain now, and we've got to make sure we get to the very top because the, we've got good players in this country. We've got good coaches. They just keep needing the opportunity and, and, you know, they've got to be strong. You're in a tough world. You know, if you're in a world that's competitive and, you know, we do loads and loads of work um, helping the needy in society. Mm. Do you know, also, though, we've not to neglect the talented. We've got to make sure we don't neglect talent in, in any industry, uh, whether it's, you know, sport, whether it's business, whether it's musical or whatever. Don't neglect talent as well. Of course, don't neglect the needy. But you know, sometimes we go a little bit overboard. Mm. This is a this is a competitive environment where you have to intimidate from day one. You have to be stronger. You have to be consistent. You can't be soft. You know, you you've got it. Hey, it's it's a fa- that's what I miss more than anything. You, I miss the competition. You say neglect, Jim, but um, yeah. I did a, the match on Sky one night. And, oh yeah, and yeah. Jim was very kind and let me train with the likes of Vladimir Weiss. Ben Mee, yeah. Kieran Trippier. And then they went on to win, was it the FA Youth Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll be honest with you, slightly disappointed, Jim, because um, Paul Power and Steve Ayres <laughs> were the coach, and Jim yeah. looked out of his... Jim had this amazing office with big oh, yeah. glass windows. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking, right, and I worked every day. I was in every day, training double sessions. The call's going to come. Yeah, you say neglect, Jim, but actually, when you think about it, you did neglect, because on the Friday... Um, it was thanks for coming and, and no contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you yeah, but listen, amazing talent. We did get you a part in Aladdin. Hey, listen. It Mike tells me that like if he hadn't trained with the boys, then they wouldn't have won the youth cup. Yeah. I mean, there was a few pointers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Paul Power and Steve Ayres, great coaches. Yeah. They were just lacking that little bit of information that I gave to Kieran, oh. I gave to yeah. Vladimir Weiss, and then me, you, and then they yeah. went on and won the FA. Kieran Trippier now calls it the Mike McLean turn, doesn't he? Yeah. When oh, he no, all the time. I drop it. I the, think what the drop his shoulder. <laughs> Nigel, I think what they saw was. If this is all we're competing against, we can beat anybody. Yeah. That's what I think. I think it gave a tremendous mental... You know when I said at the beginning, Jim's a good mate. He's not now. Listen, um, Brilliant. Your phone went off. Every time I rang you, Jim, your phone just didn't went to change answer. It's funny. It wasn't the same, though, was it? The old landline back in the day. I'm not just saying it, but he's one of the nicest men. Yeah. In football, and and you've always been there. I don't know when I've rang you with advice for my little lad, Nat, and you've always been there. I used to do the host the nights for the academy, and him and yeah. Dennis. It was never ever a chance. You know what? It was yeah. You always had the kettle on, didn't you? I used to pop yeah. into Platt Lane. He always had the Makes kettle. Makes a lovely He does. It was a privilege to, um, you know, you have to work and and one thing or other. But honestly, for a Manchester lad to be able to work a club that is in your city, a big club. And to work yeah. at the level that I was lucky enough to be yeah. entrusted with, well, you know, it was fantastic. And I, I often say this, and I really believe it, probably Man City did more for me than I did for Man City because it gave us a platform to 
expose what we thought we were good at. You know, we got great credit for things. And the, the friends, the, the people that you meet, are still in touch with all the staff. You know, it's great to, to um, see the players playing in all different divisions. Uh, you know, it, it, our first job was to get them a career. If the career was at the top of the tree, fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't play at the top of the tree. We, we enjoyed football. That's why we're, that's why we're chatting tonight, because we love football. Yeah. Jim, just before you go, a question yeah. we ask everyone when they come on City Sausage. What is your <laughs> favourite sausage, Jim? <laughs> Simply pork. Simply pork. See? Yeah. Simply pork. Yeah. I bet Moira's wife goes out shopping, gets the pork sausages. Yeah. Is that is no. that is that from Valentine's in the in the village, by the way? No, it isn't. Oh no, right. No, no, it's um Controversial. There's, there's uh Warburton's in um Ramsbottom. Right, that's, okay. That's where we got Valley Valentine's is good as well. Yeah, well, it's right. just that we're in Ramimore and uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to get some free the, sausages no, from Valentine's. It's opposite the ladies' shop where Moira goes, so <laughs> right, we tend okay. to go in there. Yeah. Lovely. So, so the, answer is, the answer yeah. is pork. Put Cassell down for pork. Listen, I'm still not bitter. I'm still your friend. I'll always be your friend, Jim Cassell. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for giving Cheers, us an Jim. insight of what it was like at City. And and um, you're always, always one of the nicest men in at Thank City you. football. Well, I just sum up my time at City. Fabulous. That's no, all I can say. So Superb. Uh, right, yeah. well, if you if you want to let yourself Self-help. out, Jim, that'd be great. What's the code, we'll do. It's Yeah, uh, yeah well, f- there's, four, nothing six, worth seven, eight, there's nothing worth taking with me out of here, is there? So, no, um, no, well, uh, <laughs> no. <Do you laughs> <want> that, <laughs> take that, that bin bag down with you, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, just put it out. <laughs> I'll take the rubbish out on my way. Cheers, yeah. pal. All the best, Jim. Thank you. On the line now, talking exclusively to the City Sausage podcast, is former England international and City goalkeeper, Joe Art Nige, this is your interview. It's over to you. Thank you very much, Mike. Listen, honestly, first of all, Joe, it's an absolute pleasure. It really is. Absolutely love you, mate. Uh, Joe Hart, listen, you joined City in 2006. How would you sum up your time at City, Joe? It's a difficult question. There's been there's been so many chapters to it, so many changes. Joe, Nige, I'm ever so oh, sorry. Oh, no, Mike, not again. Nige, I'm so sorry, Joe, I'm so sorry. But we've I'm just, sick of this. I know, I know you are, I know, but we have literally just run out of time, mate. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm so sorry. We'll get him on again. Gutted. I know, I know, I know. Listen, thank you very much indeed for all our guests today, uh, Jim Cassell and the original Moonchester. Uh, and and, and <laughs> we have, we've had the original Moonchester. Uh, keep keep listening to the podcast. I'll tell you now, on the next one, we'll have more great guests. Can't believe how many people have downloaded and subscribed to City Sausage. Thank you so much to each and every one of you. Thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll have another one for you very soon. Say goodbye, Nigel. Goodbye, Nigel. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sausages, sponsoring the city. Bernard Sausages, the sponsors of the City Sausage podcast. Sorry. Bernard Sausages, sponsors. It's Bernard Sausages, the sponsors of the City Sausage podcast. City Sausage, Bernard podcast. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Manchester City Football Club would like to put on record that it has nothing to do with these two idiots and are in no way associated with the City Sausage podcast. City Sausage podcast. Follow us at City Sausage on Twitter and Insta.